Tonight's topic is how to stay motivated in the face of rejection or without external encouragement. Um, I was looking for the two people who suggested this topic, but they're not here, so I'll go ahead and open it up. Oh, do you? I believe just like yeah. I had Crit Club and then like Lucian like had to just, oh, like, yeah. sat on my ship for like <laughs> <laughs> We have Crit Club every Monday at 8 p.m. <laughs> it's a Zoom meeting where we present work. Alex was brave enough to share his work with us. Um, and the goal there is to give like, you know, transparent, straightforward feedback in hopes of helping um, each other grow as artists. And you did come over to the office. Yeah. Days yeah, later, yeah. we worked on something together. So it's a yeah. good opportunity just to like shoot the shit and kind of like get your feelings hurt. But like, you know, we all need that. Um, but yeah, go ahead. But like, my, look, you kind of rephrased the question because like how it was initially stated was like, how do you move forward with your creative practice after a scathing review? So it was more like, you know, like, how do you like get the confidence or just like the verb to like consistently experiment after you've been told like like the shit that you thought was it just doesn't work you know so i'm recovered now it was scathing for like a good week or two but what that was light too but what like made it worse was there was like random people pulling up like the days after to just say the same shit. Like no one was coming for like a month and then all of a sudden it's like in the same time period. But um, I just been like digesting like the words, not really as criticism, but as like, uh, just like ideas to kind of like recontextualize the ideas already in my work. And I'm not fully doing that yet, but I've, I'm like on the way to that. It's not like I'm just gonna make the new shit overnight, but I'm working on it nightly. So, yeah. Yeah, I think also, you know, I, I changed the topic around just a little bit because I felt like it, it may have been a little bit more broader, especially for those of us, you know, who maybe not in like the fine arts or consider ourselves like artists. Um, you know, set design, I would consider like a creative form of expression. And so like it applies to this conversation. Um, but yeah, I think we've all sort of reached blocks eventually where we feel um, like a door won't open for us. And, and, you know, trying to figure out whether that's through criticism or feedback or, uh, you know, which I would see as like an opportunity rather than just like a closed door, which is just like, no thanks, come back tomorrow. Um, I myself have been feeling a lot like that lately, you know, as an artist, you can kind of like manipulate those doors through, with your work and, and with the people around you. Um, as I've sort of started a career shift into like software and as a founder, um, it's honestly like, I kind of miss our art was like, you deal with rejection in a way where it's like post-creation, right? Whereas like as a founder, you're constantly sharing your deck or like sharing information and trying to sell a product to people who basically just say no like and like you've got to get used to it like i've never been said no to so many times in one and like this in a profession um and from that you know i just felt it was a good insight to add to as an artist you know like we're so used to things just sort of like happening on our own accord and whatnot but i think very you can similarly compare it to like sending your pdf or your work to a gallery you know or some of us who take the more passive route and just hope that someone eventually finds our work and, and opens that door for us. 
Um, so yeah, I guess it would be great to also just like hear from some of you, kind of like where you feel you're at with your career and your life, and you know, do you feel like there's resistance to something that you want and you're trying to like force it or will it in your being? Because um, I know that can be like a very frustrating time with like maybe practicing and carrying out some of that stuff will help us like get the motivation to keep going forward. One more thing I just want to say is like, I think what made it hard to kind of like move forward or just like see what could be worked on is just the whole like social media thing. It's just like you upload it and then either people like double tap or no. So like, you know, I think criticism constructive is kind of like very valuable to somebody who's like progressively trying to like make like new art and just like get better at it. So I was just like, is this fire? If it makes 200 likes, I can make more shit like this, you know? So I think that just wasn't really a good system. Yeah. I, was just, I was just gonna ask you, like the criticism that you got, yeah. it sounds like you already knew it because you accepted it and you're like, I'm ready to digest and transition because I already knew. Like, it's like, you know, the one thing we don't give ourselves credit for is like, I think very, very creative people across the board just work super subconsciously. You know, even the Crick Club, I love hearing that word so much. Like, we work with our subconscious so much. Our subconscious is like infallible. You know, it's like intuition, but it's not because we're not like aware of it. And I would advise never to pay attention to it, just enjoy it. But like it sounds like you kind of knew what that criticism was deep down. Maybe deep, deep down. <laughs> but, but that's a good like place a to go. Deep, deep down is a good place to go because yeah. it's like you're you're talking about two different things, like social media, which you know, if you're going by those 200 likes, I feel really bad for you. Why did I say that? Even it's okay, because it's reality. It's reality. Yeah. It's how we all, like, you know, whatever. Oh, yay. Holy shit. You know? It's like the Kmart lady in Sign Night Live, Kristen Wiig. She's the funniest. Oh, my God. Like, she's so excited about the basic polyester stuff. Going deep, deep down, that's, I feel like, you know, that's that's the invaluable stuff that, like, you know, we're here for. I mean, I kind of like Kmart ladies on. I don't know. I fucking love her. Don't get me wrong. Sounds like a fun person. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it almost, you know, sometimes, like, when a teacher tells you something, like, if you're in school and the teacher says something to you, it, like, hits or misses, and you either cry or celebrate, you know? I've always celebrated a negative criticism. Does anyone here feel... Oh, sorry. So, what were you going to say? I was going to say, does anyone here feel like they're at a point where they're reaching resistance and they don't know what to do. I actually feel like I am a bit, and so I like left school because I thought I was too young to like kind of receive criticism. And I kind of just wanted to work on my own practice for a bit. Um, and I'm at a point now where I'm applying to school again. Um, and actually yesterday, and I just got a response today, I reached out to someone that I really admire as far as their opinions go and their tastes go. And um, and I was kind of looking for a mentor and whatnot. And what the response that he gave me was, it was more so like, I guess there's like two trains of thought in Buddhism. One is that like you already know what enlightenment is and you have to find it within yourself and I would be a teacher. And although I was looking for a teacher, he kind of was like, you already know, you just have to like dive a little bit deeper 
that makes sense. Like whatever you're stuck on, I guess like a lot of times when I'm stuck, I just drop something for like a week mm-hmm. or go on a walk, right? Like go on a walk is really helps. Go on a bike ride. And like I feel like I'm in a battle of like I used to like if I found resistance, I would like just keep beating the bush until like I pass out or something, right? So like getting her stuck for like a day or two, just trying to work stuff. And then I took the route of like as soon as I meet resistance, I just go and like walk. So I don't know, I think it's somewhere like in the middle you find like a really healthy balance for yourself. You know, obviously <clears throat> I don't know, every every single time I, I I meet resistance, I just kind of try to broaden my horizon in whatever way possible. Like I trust the chaos of the universe, and that watching this video or having this conversation. Actually, I had a conversation with Noah when I when I reached a when I was doing the project. Just the the conversation I didn't think I was going to have that day got me so excited for like two weeks right and that's all we need right it's mm-hmm. just these like highs that we chase as an artist at least in my life yeah I don't know what you guys think how do you feel coming back to the work after the break or after the walk or the empty which is kind of what I strive for in my practice and I meditate every day to try to stay empty. <coughs> yeah, I don't know if you, what you get a block. I guess for me, I'm, I, my struggle has been more along the lines of like, what if I get the affirmation and the validation for the wrong thing? Cause that feels like more of a block to me than like just not getting admiration at all. Um, so I think like since moving to New York, my taste has changed so much and I'm like taking in all of these different mediums and all these different things that I'm finding like an inclination towards. But sometimes I want to like lean into like maybe a more commercial project because it looks sick and I saw something that was like it and I was like, Ooh, what if I can replicate that? And then it's like, Oh, but what if I kind of pigeonhole myself into that type of thing? And that feels, I guess, more blocky to me than like like validation for the wrong thing that I don't necessarily want to do. Yes. Kind of like what Alex was yeah. saying, you know, receiving the two hundred likes, right? And then leaning into that because, like, is that the thing that's going to sell me so that I can like keep it? I don't know. It's it's tricky. Yeah, well, we talked about the sort of like validation social media offers and how that can be kind of dangerous sometimes because. Like people who are like easily satisfied, that could create like the fulfillment you need, and not like investigate the or something. For some reason, I have this this conversation reminding me of something I heard, or like quantum physicist who like understood matter were like too scared to walk outside because they thought it was like fall through. <laughs> and and like the older I get, the like more. Like, I can't believe I was so cocky and like confident as a young kid or artist, you know, like everything I made, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be like the best. And like now that I'm older, because I have more touchstones, I have like more insecurity and I get more, I get, I'm scared to like, and 
something could easily, a conversation or criticism could easily like scare me away from something that could actually be a really great thing to pursue. And I think that one of the dangerous things is knowing the, knowing the balance, right? And you said like you felt excited. So I feel like feelings and intuition play such a big part in this, right? Like how many amazing inventions or artworks or songs or books could have just easily not been written or created because of one little thing that triggered someone, right? And I like to think that, at least in my experience, I've started to really ask myself the questions that maybe I'm too scared to ask or face the facts or realities that I'm too scared to face um, so that I can find some sort of root or connection to the thing that I'm pursuing, right? Like no matter what anybody says to me, it's not gonna push me off this path because like, A, I'm excited about doing this. I like doing this. And whether or not anyone approves of it or not isn't gonna change the fact that I'm doing it. And I feel like that's at least one of the lessons I've learned in regards to this topic um, where I can offer some advice on just like things like that. Like, is this something I should pursue or not? Maybe it's kind of like going to the gym or something like resistance. That's like a hot word right now. I mean, it's been used like twice. And I don't really go to the gym that much anymore. But when I did go, it's not like, okay, I want to get stronger. So I'm just going to like put on like the 100 pound weight, weights, right? You move like the, the weights like a little higher and then there's resistance and like it builds muscle. But like you can't just like go and like pull the 100, you know? It's kind of basic. I feel like my one of my favorite uh, artists, Anton Reva, saved my mind on Instagram. Um, he always talks about, you know, it's like the gym. You go every single day, right? So like art, you do it every single day and every single day you do. And sometimes it's shit and sometimes it's really good, right? But you don't put value in all you know just that you do it every single day because there's going to be one day that you surprise yourself. So I like that gym analogy. I, I don't know. I, I, I have a problem with that because you go to the gym, your muscles are going to build, you're going to sweat, you're going to drink more water, you eat less food, blah, 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 blah. Art is not the same. I mean, yeah, if you're like drawing an apple every day or going to the basics every day, but if you're digging deep, to be like completely different than anybody else, I hope you change your mind on what you just said. Because you're directed, like you're on a sailboat as an artist, I think. You go with whichever, you know, like someone died, someone gave you a flower, someone's on the train, someone just danced in front of you. Like that to me, is what is digging deep and how you respond and you give yourself enough time. Like to me, the answer is just socialize a little bit less when you feel a little bit lost, <laughs> isolate, you know, like stay away from like, there's a poet I, I announced it, Fernando Pessoa. He has a whole book about, you know, living life and then going into an attic for like three years. <laughs> three years. Or maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was for a while. I remember reading the book. I was like, imagine I'm walking up the staircase. But it's just like, art is not like going to the gym unless you're like, you know, um, 
I mean, that's why I love the science fair idea. I gotta bring it up real quick. But like, it's engineering. That's what engineering is. It's science and art. But um, I'm still kind of confused. Well, let me let me just put it in this way. You guys are saying gym comparisons. I'm gonna say so. Philip Gustin has a really famous quote. I'm sorry if I'm ruining it, but he says, "It's not my fault that I'm doing this work right now." And that work is actually what everybody loves the most. And when he transitions from the work that people love to what people like now, it's so different. He did like hyperrealism, beautiful, like, and then he's like smoking the penises, smoking cigars, like that, all that pink palette. Like he did not want to do that, but he did it because he gave into himself. So. I would say both be both be like like sometimes if I want to get the hyperrealism, you gotta put the hours. Yeah, well that's that's the formula. There's a formula how to do it, but if you're searching for like like hours, like go into get the the perfect shade sphere. And then like just this little like cutout. If you want to get both, I mean I'm just saying I don't want to I mean my heart's beating so fast, so you know, I love you all. I feel like it's like you have I feel like whenever you're making art and like I do oil paintings like I kind of like I do a little bit like realism I guess but like it takes the time I think in the gym to get to the point where you can be strong enough to sail the boat because it's like if if you can't pull the rope unless you have a little bit of that technique at the beginning you know like I think you got to definitely like put in a little bit of hours to hone your craft Absolutely. to get to a point where you can actually have fun and break the rules that you learned how to Enforce. It's like conditioning, right? Athletes exercise to perform better on the field. Uh, and I think that's like kind of what I, I made that joke in Crit Club where, you know, it's like sparring, you know, we're, we're practicing with the harshest form of criticism so that we can build up that muscle um, and also maybe push us to like explore things further. I feel like one of the worst things you can hear as a creative person is like validation, right? Like someone telling you something is good because then like how do you move? past that like give me all the things that are bad so i can have something to do tomorrow <laughs> but we talked about like motivation right that's one thing in the topic um and and rejection right like even while you're practicing that that drawing it's like hearing the wrong thing or getting the wrong opinion could just throw you off of that whole process right like i've in so many times in my life have like started something only to drop it because i, I don't feel confident in it and then go to something else i spend all this time spreading myself thin over these things rather than consolidating into one category. But I just, I look around this room and based on the topics that we voted on and the age group, I know that there are people in here who feel like they're at a point in their life where they like don't know how to push it further, you know, or feel like they're being rejected. And I really want to use this time um, for you guys to maybe just like voice that because like I feel like collectively we have like solutions for you to like get past that today. I feel like I'm really good at personal rejection, like constantly like rejecting myself when it comes down to the type of art that I try to create, um, where then that demotivates me, right? So it's like, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but obviously we're all artists in here and we try and create something that's in our head and when we create it, it ends up being like the complete opposite of what we were hoping for it to be. And that's part of the process. But for me, if like it's not exactly how I want it to be the first time, then like I kind of like reject myself and like it demotivates me from wanting to move on further. And then I constantly get stuck in like this demoralizing, in some cases, like self-deprecating phase of like moving forward with art. And um, I think that's something that as we're talking about like rejection, like 
find if it, I think I'd rather it come from people on the outside so like I can see it differently as opposed to like rejecting it myself and not knowing how to move forward with it, you know? So. I think if you reject yourself, you just kind of like quit. Cause yeah. like, I don't know, you were talking about earlier like most of when I walked in about uh, you went to school and you didn't like it and then you stopped because it felt like it was like, it wasn't like, I felt like I was too young. Too young. I didn't have my voice. I know? think like, so I wasn't able to like hear something and if I trust them and their instinct be like, yes, but then also have my voice to be like, you're already shit, why would I listen to you? You know what I mean? That's right, I interrupted you. Well, I think like experiences like that where you're in a room where like, it, you're right, it is nice to like trust an opinion, you know, and finding an opinion you trust that can reject it if it's like, and like know that that rejection might be a good thing is like super vital. And yeah. I mean, you guys are talking about and stuff and like I think a lot of people get like scared of that you know like that is like what I want I want some rejection in my life like I feel like every day like people tell me my art's cool it's like please like I, I've had enough of that like I need someone to tell me that's what what could be better and you know it's like I think outside rejection probably is a lot more validating than inside rejection but whatever you get rejected on the inside you just let it go and it flies away yeah and, um, yeah. yeah I think when I started school I was really afraid of credit in class that was my least favorite day of the week and then as the semesters went on and as like I did more studio classes I started to feel better about it but I think I have the same thing whereas like in the making time of the week or over the span of the couple of weeks when we're like creating an assignment I feel like I feel more with in school than within like projects outside of school but during that process phase just like seeing my process and how I go about things versus like my peers and somehow comparing that even though there's no right way to go about the creative process but like I think that's when I'm most critical of myself and that doubt starts to like feed into my own like rejection of my work. One thing that I've found super helpful and I don't know if you're an artist that enjoys collaborating with other artists I find like when I'm writing a shitty song over and over and over, when I'm like doing nothing to ideate with like good new ideas, literally bringing in like one additional person to just like offer a line or offer an experience or something just like re-sparks it. Because I think a lot of times us as artists, because we're so craft oriented, we kind of feel like we've already said every word that we've wanted to say the way we say it. And it just takes somebody coming in and saying it like a little bit different for you to like kind of re-jump back into the wagon. And I think um, every time that I'm kind of like stressed out about not making good things, I just like try to get in the room with other people making something that might even be different than what I'm doing, but it just kind of like reintroduces me to why I'm making it. That's helpful for me. Kind of going off of that, I feel like um, when you're in school and when you're younger, so much of your, like you, tie your identity so much into your work and of course like you mine you know your own emotions and your own identity for the work that you're making but then when you get criticism it's like it's not a criticism of the thing that i made it's criticism of me right um and i feel like i've noticed since graduating i've worked on like mainly commercial projects which sometimes suck and sometimes it's like really boring or whatever and i'm like i'm so much better than this but looking back on that it's like that taught me how to see work that I make as just work that I make you know it's like a skill that I have um, 
worked on and the skill that I'm learning. And then I can criticize it or you know, take a critical eye um, and I don't feel that pressure because it's not about like me, it's about what I can do. Um, and now that I'm able to like work on my own projects a little bit more, I don't have that same like, my identity isn't tied up in what I make. If I make something and people don't like it, like, okay, then I can just take that criticism and do the next thing. Um, and that doesn't have anything to do with like whether I'm a good artist or not, or like whether I'm a good person or not. So. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Um, a big part, oh, sorry. Oh, I just wanted to offer I feel like as an artist, generally speaking, like it's really good to take like breaks and stuff. And I feel like it's easy to, I don't know, feel like imposter syndrome because it's like if you're not making money off it, like are you really an artist? And I feel like I've learned to like stop like the outside critics, you know, tell me like what an artist is or isn't. Like I feel like I just do woodboarding for fun. It's not something that I need to turn into a career. I don't need to be a fucking influencer. Like I feel like if people resonate with your shit, then they resonate with it. Like for me, I feel like people coming up to me in the street and be like, oh shit, your your outfit's dope, or like, I like that you wore that necklace today. Like, that's pretty cool. And so, like, I always Very feel like. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm an artist because I like community. I like talking to people. I like chopping it up. I was born in New York um, in 91, and I just feel like. You know, there's like a lot of like fakeness and I'm not trying to make a negative. There's like as a real New Yorker who has been taking the train since like the 90s, there is like a difference in the way that people build community here. And I, I feel like I'm on a, like a never ending search for like genuineness and like love and compassion because that's really what we all need at the end of the day, honestly, to be serious. Like I would show up to each and everyone's thing and be like your biggest fucking cheerleader, honestly. Um, but I just wanted to opine that because I feel like I get a lot of imposter syndrome and I just need to remember that, you know, if I, if you believe in something, then it'll happen, you know, like everything's not about fucking money and shit. Like as long as you're happy, keep doing it. So. I feel like a lot of people in here, like, I don't know, just with people I know here, like would like to like probably like make a life out of the art, you know, like Absolutely. living, you know, it seems like that was probably deep what y'all are into. But I guess like an issue that I've come into is like, when does it stop being like for me and something that I do because I think it's cool and that I enjoy doing? And when does it even not even just being public for profit, but just for other people, you know, like when does that, what's that transition look like to you guys? Something like this, maybe, what we're doing right now. Yeah, passing. Um, I think also like, um, I feel like when I make paintings or drawings, um, I've been trying to, think of like my family and like my brother, like especially my brother who I didn't, I feel like only, I've always known, but like forgetting and knowing that like that's like the kind, like maybe having like a sort of like, you know, reason or like, it's not an inspiration, it's just like a meaning for it, like in this action that I'm doing where it's like he has Down syndrome and like I communicate with him through like visuals. And I've actually like taught him how to like draw smiley faces before. And that's like the coolest freaking thing ever. Like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like one of the coolest things ever. Like I was like, 
I can't believe we're even like having this sort of like communication. But I feel like when I'm like trying to like make my work now, um, going forward, like I feel like having that sense of giving back to like hoping that like my you know obviously my picture or my my paintings or like drawings are like visual based and based with colors and I definitely think that that has its own language within it but I think that like giving that sort of um, positive like it doesn't have to be like for me I guess that it needs to be like oh I made this because this one painter did this one thing in the 60s and it's like you know it's not art for art's sake like maybe I was doing that in school but like I feel like I have more connection to just like if it can cheer someone up during the day and like even like you know put my paintings out and just try to sell them in like a park or something and just having like little kids come up to them and see that I think is like super like that gave me a lot of like energy or like doing a mural in like on the sidewalk as people are walking by and you see this like old woman who like is in her 70s and she like stops she takes the time to say like you're pretty good at that and I'm just like and I like in the cart you know it's like cartoony like you know it's like a trademark like little like cartoons basically and I'm just like what like you like this like that's sick like so I guess for me I'm just like trying to it's like almost a giving back in that sense of uh, positivity or like um, some sort of other uh, reason that's that but Can we talk about like ego a little bit? That was like a word that somebody said. What do you guys think about ego? You want to go? Yeah, she had her hand up a while ago. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, about ego, I think it's interesting because I feel like the reason, like, again, I don't make like money off of art or whatever. So maybe it's different for me, but I feel like the reason why people are so like feel so stuck after criticism or whatever is because of that obviously but and it's because I think they're worried that they're not coming across the way that they want to or it's like no no but like I'm better than this like like oh you didn't like this but I, I have something else like promise like I'm actually good but it's just like I feel like in relationships in general we're constantly trying to like I want closure or I'm gonna type out a long ass message to explain to you what I said because I wanna make sure that you know what I'm saying except that it's like, I don't, like when you take a step back and you can just like listen to yourself, you know what you meant. And at the end of the day, like that's what that matters. Like you know your truth, you know what you wanted to say, you know what you mean or where you stand in a certain situation. And it's like, when you take a second to think like that, you kind of let go of this like pressure to, be good or or make for people to like it like even in social media so many times i'll post something that i do and then someone who didn't really like react to it or anything when they see me they're just like i've been watching everything you're doing and it's fucking amazing and it's just like you know what i mean and even me i'd rather say something in person when i run into that you know whatever than like liking or commenting and i think that we're just so in our heads all the time about like how am I coming across and like, you know, trying to be like the perfect version of ourselves, but it's just like, first of all, it's never going to be possible, like, it's not possible, it's and it's just like, when you have this confidence in yourself, and you can just, you know, take time to like, go back to yourself, and 
you know, just be like, well, who am I trying to impress here? Like, I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm thinking. And then it just kind of, you know, it flows. Mine's most American Idol, the auditions. And like the judges are like, nah. And then they're like, wait, I can sing another song. Yeah, it's uh, just like, it's fun, you know? Like, she you said something really great, which I think makes a lot of sense with what you're saying is that like a lot of times we, we think of our work as like a, an extension of ourselves, right? So when someone is rejecting your work or giving you criticism, you take it personally. And, you know, I think like as a younger artist, I was always so obsessed with the idea that like everything was about art and, and it was about me and it was about my career, you know? And I think I've, I've had to learn to separate those two things. And, and that's been, that's been my, what I've done. And that's been healthy for me to just like be a better friend, be a better person, you know, and make better work. Uh, well, one of the things I'm learning like as a founder is they, there's like this whole art of the pitch, right? And they, and they really want to teach you or you really want to learn how to like not get argumentative when someone asks you a question, right? That's like a red flag. And I'm just thinking about this in, in regards to this conversation where it's like, you know, we. We use their trigger when someone says, like, oh, your work is not so good. Like, what? You're saying I'm not a good artist? No, you're just saying that thing you make was maybe not because I like it. You know? And, and I, I want to come back to something that we spoke about in this meeting. Um, we've all seen, like, the person on West Broadway or something that makes derivative basketball work, right? And, and it's okay if you want your work to be known as that. But if you, if you don't and you want to, you have to, like, Either someone's got to say it to you or you got to say it to yourself and you got to be willing to like hear that. And that's the thing that's going to get you past that point, right? Because in my life, I've, I've been stuck when we talk about Instagram or something like, and you're saying like some of the best connections you have are when people are actually telling you like, hey, I've seen what you've been doing and I, re I really am into it rather than posting something on Instagram that like all the people who follow you are just like, dopamine fix and they're like likes so like oh yeah like, like the thing i made cool you know and, and that's all i thought of it instead of some no one i mean unless you're really famous and then they really start telling you the truth but until you get to that point like most of the comments are just superficial um but yeah i think like separating ourselves from what it is that we do is like the first step to being able to invite criticism invite invite rejection and like welcome it right like you should welcome the rejection because you know, I had this teacher, Dory Ashley, she would smoke all the time and she was so like non-PC. And she, she said to me one thing, what's the thing that made me start this room? She said, Lucian, no one's gonna give a shit about your work once you leave this, this school. Like, like you better, you're so fortunate to have anyone even give you their feedback now. And, it, and it, what bothered me wasn't that, was, what bothered me is that she was right. Like outside of school, no one, you lose that opportunity, right? And like, that was one of the reasons why I started this room and one of the reasons why I think it's so important for us to like ask ourselves those questions because like you could go so long down the wrong path because we're too afraid to let or invite criticism or self-examination. Sorry to talk. I'd like to kind of echo what you were saying. I do think it's really important to not hold your art so close to your heart. Like it's not so serious. Like it doesn't have to be serious. I understand a lot of people maybe in this room are doing it for a living so it can be hard to remember that to not take it so seriously but 
at the end of the day, you're supposed to have fun when you make art. Like that's like one of the most important parts. So I don't know, like try to act like a kid again. You know, like don't take it so seriously. It's not that serious. I, I try. I try to remember that. But. I think. I think the distinction maker is like. Not that your work doesn't be like your practice can be serious, but maybe not every work has to be serious. Yeah, it doesn't. You're not always gonna make your best piece. Yeah, you know I mean, it's not always gonna be going up. Like you gotta go down a little bit. Go up. I don't know. Yeah, progressionism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it's how you define it. It's how you define it. Like I work on, you know, different bodies of work all the time. There was someone in the Crick Club. Is he in this room? Nicholas. The kid who does like 50 different styles of music he's in, and stuff. He's in Peru. He's in Peru. This guy, this kid's sick. Work is sick. And he's like 20 different styles. He declares himself ADHD. And he's super young. And it's like, that is incredible. Like, you know, super young. So hopefully he'll find himself. But the question he proposed was like, should I just narrow it down to one style so I could be somebody? I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But it's just like, no, don't fucking do that. Because you, sh if you're an artist for life, you know, and, and, and maybe, you know, you did the school of art and all that, and you follow the rules and then you break them and then whatever, hopefully there is something that you're gonna contribute that is really, like, that's just my, my thing. Like, and this kid, I related to him so well, but like, you know, if you do three different styles, keep doing those different styles. One of them's fun, one of them's not, one of them's like, ah, oh, shit sucks, but I'm gonna keep doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all about exploration. Science fair. Where is he? I typically find myself like, I was talking to my friend, uh, I was talking to Gabe and, and another friend, and it's like, I have this struggle of constantly just like critiquing myself, and it's like, I'm putting out a magazine, and it's like, I haven't even put it out yet, but I found myself just like already thinking about the next one and saying, oh, the next one is going to be so much better than the first one, and I have yet to release the first one. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like I do resonate with what you just said, because I typically just, I have like all these, I want to be like a multidisciplinary artist. So I have like, I want to do editing, uh, graphic design, uh, and like street or whatever. So I typically find myself just constantly saying, which one am I going to be the best at? so I could focus on it now since I'm like at a young age. It's like, I've come to like thoughts of like, just through time and stuff of just, oh, maybe I need to like just continue with this and let time do its thing. And it's like, if people like this style, then I can continue doing it. But if they like this other one, I can do that as well. And it's like, I have the time and, and the energy to constantly put on new work in different styles as well. I don't have to 100% commit to just one. That's so I think that's good. Mm -hmm. That's the muscle building right there. To me, that's the gym. Going to the swimming, to the ballet, to the kickboxing. Like if you go to all different areas in the gym, you're going to work out your freaking toenails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have 15 minutes. If I just wanted to maybe open up to anyone who hasn't spoke or maybe feels a little shy. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I think this is like really challenging to navigate, especially like acceptance in the art world. Like if we all know like what's high and what's great is really, it's all kind of random, at least from what I see. And I think if you tie your value too much to just your artwork, then you're kind of risking damaging your self-esteem. Like I think it's good if you can think about other areas of your life. Like I went to a really good show in Chelsea um, and one of the pieces of advice the artist had in an article, I just randomly saw it, but she said, 
advice to young artists, like find a job that you like to do, for example. Because like, I know that like, we all kind of romanticize this idea of like going all in, but there's other ways to do it too, right? Like no one, you don't need to work, do your work all the time, right? Like you could also have something else that you like to do that you enjoy, get your value from that. Because to me, like the art that we can make is really actually a small part of how valuable we can be as people. Like, I know that might be controversial or whatever, but like, I think like, if you're a good brother, if you're a good dad, if you help people out of work, whatever you do, how, whatever kind of energy you put out there, that's just as important, if not bigger. So I just like encourage everyone to just kind of think about who you are like outside of your art, because if you just tie it just to your art, I think you might go insane. I mean, I really don't think there's any rhyme or reason why things get really big or why this is in a museum and this is in a gallery over here. Honestly, it's all just a matter of presentation. I mean, some of it kind of makes sense, but I really don't think things make sense. So um, I'd approach it from that angle. That's personally what I do. When it comes to like presentation, I think it's something that ties back to what you talked about. Just anyone <coughs> like, it's like struggling with like how to point it and like what to do with your work. It's like, I think at the core of art is that it's communication and that it's, you're getting, you're trying, you're saying something, you're expressing yourself, you're trying to get a message across. And it's like, I think that the thing that you should get better at, whether it be technique or whatever, I think the thing you should get better at is getting a message across. Because like, how many times do we feel rejected if people don't like art because we say they don't get it? Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't get it. Maybe you're not getting a message across well enough, you know? And it's like, as long as you do whatever mediums that you want to do, just find a way to express it and make it clear. And maybe it doesn't need to be clear. It can be just clear to you. You just know what you mean. And if they don't get it, they don't get it. You can be fine with that. But it's like, as long as you're expressing it and you have an intention, something that you want to say, I think, you know, just get that out there, you know, no matter how you do it. I'm actually going to argue and say, I think we should all maybe learn to listen more and like, um, not think of ourselves in our own work so much and then we will find that identity and that like grounding outside of like our own heads um and then our, our work will matter in a different way and we'll still find something in our work but it, it's not always just about like what i'm trying to say and why people don't get me um sometimes it's like what am i not understanding about my audience right now um what do people me like is my voice necessary at this moment and that comes up i agree with what she was saying over there like putting like thinking too much about like what you're doing and like how you're doing it and kind of like well for me at least like it loses its own meaning almost so like like when i post on instagram and i get like 50 likes on it i'm like okay but like I'm going to continue doing that because like the people that don't get it like is obviously like the majority so like the audience that is going to understand my work is the people that are going like, to tune in more so looking for like likes and like outward like what's the word like validation, validation yeah, outward validation is going to like water down your it's going to make it like an authentic and it's not you. I mean, car accidents get likes, so like you really shouldn't even. <laughs> Real quick, I just had this experience right before this. I went to like the stand up show, just like at random. Somebody's like, oh, that's what's going on in here. So I walked in, and there's like eight people that went on. 
all of them were like bombing, but like I love that, you know. And I feel like there's something about that. Like it'll be like not funny. Like no one's laughing. There's like they're like shitting on themselves on stage, and I'm just like cracking up. And I just wanted that to be like, you know, they didn't understand, but like I'm over here, like damn, like that right there, like you, like in that moment, that awkwardness, like that's what we could take and then put on screen or just like, that's you right there. It's just like you and you, you know, but the same could be said for all this shit where it's like, not because everybody's laughing, it's it's funny, you know? It's, maybe it's just laughable. I don't know. Sorry, just, I, I know how to be speaking so far too weird, but that's so perfect because like in the process, I found like you be trying to dig deep and it's self-deprecating, but I like, I'm trying to make a certain type of face, but it was like, you know, you try and try and try. And then I did like full little hours, like, you know, oh, fuck up. And then I just moved those in the so like, inserting a little bit, even if, like, what do you, like, I don't know all the But then if you, like, insert a little bit of the, uh, like, uh, humor into it, like, as you did just now, like, sometimes you hear so many stories, it should be so draining, but with the, you're able to find a little bit of light in it and insert it, it was like, oh, shit, I almost got so lost in trying to make a perfect note or a perfect this. That's what it is. They're trying to make it so clean and they're trying to make it funny. But then one day, like, ease off. They just pop, it's like, like, oh my gosh. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Man. That was, that was it. Yeah. Oh, I just, like, wanted to say something. I, like, really like campiness. I, like, really like John Waters. And so I kind of like it more when people don't understand me because, like, it's kind of humbling, but also it's kind of like, I don't know if anyone has ever listened to, like, 10,000 gecks or something. So they make, they make music that makes fun of their fans. And so sometimes I like dress in stuff that like makes fun of people who don't like it. So sometimes it's not always important to be understood just to like get buzz around it. But I think that also has something to do with like a lack of preciousness towards like what you're talking about yeah. for your work. I think one thing that I found super helpful is like diving into mediums that I have absolutely no business ever having a career in just literally for the fact of like i can still make things like i'm a terrible painter but i'd like to throw paint on a canvas because it feels like i have no expectations i have no rules and i can kind of just do it while knowing that there's a hundred other people who want to do this for a career because my career is over here so i think like that lack of preciousness and like trying new things allows you to be also less precious with the work that you want to do for a living if that makes sense so I find if I try new things that I don't have any intention of making a living off, coming back to the shit that I actually like am pushing or caring about, that stuff becomes much easier to just like put it back out into the world and like not really be faced by what comes with it. Um, I definitely agree with what you just said. And going back to the job thing, I work in my school's like fashion periodicals, like the archives. So it's like that being said, I never thought I'd be like doing anything with like magazines or like library stuff but i find myself just uh i needed a job because i wanted it was part of work study but i also wanted some money so <laughs> i referred back to that and i started working there and then i found myself like one i made a connection with one of the the older workers there and it's like i never thought that would happen but it's also gave me a place to like work on my own stuff and i never thought i would be making a magazine yeah like photography and stuff but i never thought i'd be composing a whole like book out of it with such pit and i never thought i'd be making pitches for like certain magazines to come back into the library so that's just opened up a new thing and it's like now i could be an editor in a magazine for the school just based off that and i never thought that would happen based on what i like initially started with so i think reaching outside of something that you initially want to do you can find a lot more interest or a lot more connection and i think 
of value in what you want to do just out of that outside reach. So I think that's really good. I just wanted to add something. Um, so I sometimes hang out with commercial artists. That was my thing for a long time. And now after doing that for many years, I started to lean more into fine art, which is a whole different game. It's a lot harder in many ways to feel good about what you're making yourself and appeal to the audience and make it sell. So um, I was hanging out with an artist that had success in both areas. And of course it's like, teach me your ways. How do you balance everything so well? And everywhere they were going, it was like, I love your work. It's changing my life. You know, like seeing people on the street come up to them. And it's like, what they told me was that after I asked them, like, how do you feel after people tell you stuff like that? Um, they were saying, well, compliments and insults go down the same drain. And I was like, what do you mean? So he said, like, if you have all this praise, like, you can't let it get to your head. And if you have all this insults, same thing, you can't let it get to your head. It's like the constructive criticism that really uh, is the stuff that you hold on to. And I know we were talking about that a lot earlier, but it's not So compliments and insults go down the same drain. I mean, I think rejections, like you said earlier, like if you get a compliment, it's like, eh, you know, what do I do now? I just, you know, when you get an insult, it kind of like simmers or you just let it go. Like I had a, a professor once tell me that I did a, a self-portrait. He goes, oh my God, it's totally unbridled. Because like, I was different than everyone in the room. Like it was, it was the only negative, you know, it was like, like I feel like it's braver for someone to be negative you know, and say, yo, where are you going in that direction? Or, you know, it's harder. I mean, it's really not nice to say something not nice, but at the same time, I guess it kind of singles those people out too, to like take the time and tell you something that what they see is truthful, you know? But not like an insult, like to like constructively tell someone that there's something wrong with what they're doing or that you don't like it or that's love. Like, if, like yeah, otherwise exactly. I'm just gonna walk away. Like, if someone you tell someone your their shit sucks, like you you're signing up to like you better help them, you better follow through with that. Yeah, you should follow through. But it's like, yeah, I mean, to me at least, like anyone I've cared about the most in my life, I've told them like, dude, the shit you're doing sucks. Like, it just happens. It had you. You got to do it. That's what's kind of a challenge. What you guys were saying earlier on having to mess with different mediums and having to get these criticisms that yeah you're going to accept the fact that you're bad in all these different mediums and attached to what you said on how you're hanging around like all these commercial artists and they're taking all the criticisms and their compliments down the same drain and i kind of want to i'm just curious i'm just tossing out the idea of when does it break that when does it break that scene of like okay i'm gonna stop being inconsistent and like actually take these criticisms to heart and these and these ideas and these compliments where i'm going to start becoming a consistent media artist or whatever into being now more constructive with yourself as you make work you know, you know what i'm saying is like people are going to like i've done so much bullshit in my life and i don't really look back because i'm a I'm scared to look at myself as an inconsistent quote unquote artist because I've done like so much mess in different mediums. But honestly, it's like part of the process because I could get to find where I fit myself in the lane of where I strongly, where I'm strongly 
possessing myself and displaying myself as an artist or graphic designer or whatever medium I decide to take in the future. So I'm just tossing out the idea, like, when does it break that plane of I'm just doing this because I know I can or I know I like I know I'm able to. Like, does it ever stay like that forever? Does it work out when other people stay in that plane forever? And sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't, depending on how people react towards it. That makes sense. I would say, you know, it was some advice I gave to, to Alex. If you look, if you go to like any library and you look at like a monograph, right? You look at the Picasso complete works or Matisse or Manet or any of them. And, and you look at the time period in which the work chronicles, right? It, it's not their whole life. And if, if you're lucky to find a book that might show some early work, you know, there was a thing recently where like some guy found a Chuck Close painting and his, so I don't know where he found it. No one recognizes a Chuck Close, you know? Yeah. It's like we are so used to seeing success, right? With none of the failures, especially on social media. I think that that's like the that's the good stuff, you know. Like the, the, it's like once you get once you get in a rhythm, once you find what it is, right? All, all of these people, all of these artists, filmmakers, oh, just throwing shit at the wall until it sticks, right? Some throw less than others, and then you get to a point where you you found something. You look at an artist like Christopher Wolves, pretty much made the same painting most of his adult life, right? He's moved on from different things, text to abstraction to silk screens, but you can tell he's found something. He's willing to stay there at Rocher. Um, that becomes really difficult, right? Because, and I can only speak from my own perspective, is that at first you're making stuff because you're unsure, right? You're unsure if it's good. You're unsure what people will think. And then you get sort of gratification, right? That feels really good. And then you start recreating just what people want and then eventually people get bored of that, you know? And now you're stuck in this weird place where you've lost that sort of adventure, right? To, to go and try new things. And now you're just chasing whatever the next thing someone's gonna like. And that's like a really dangerous part, per, place for anyone that makes anything. I would say that it does get better, right? It, you, you look at like Stanley Whitney, who's the guy who found success like really late, and someone we talked about. Like it took him so much rejection and time and perseverance to doing the same thing and knowing what he was doing was right to finally like achieve that, right? Like that's a that's someone who probably won't falter because their their foundation as an artist is so secure. And so yeah, I would say that enjoy it, you know, like enjoy. The insecurity, enjoy the unknowns because it's a much more dangerous thing once you're starting to get success or notoriety because then now you have this thing that you have to like hold up, right? And very few artists make it back from from stumbling with that first moment. It's almost like having to like uh, physicalize uh, an Instagram post. I was just thinking. I'm sorry, we were only talking about social media or whatever, but like because you know you were like oh i get 200 likes or whatever oh sorry <laughs> like, no, that's, why. that's but it's the thing it's like i think you know these like app developers know it's like oh that's it's like simple i guess like engagements which that's how they build metrics but it's like yeah then it's like you get stuck in this pattern that's like you're actually physically making a painting 
that, you know, say you're doing like a hundred paintings or it's been like 20 <coughs> years span and it's like you're doing the same sort of varied thing. And then like, yeah, you end up like losing six things or just in a place where you're like, oh man, I'm trying to like, you're stuck. You're like, oh, if I change this, then people are really not going to like I'm going to get 100 likes or 50. Funny. <laughs> I'll know who made What could be different? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to like point out, since we're like on the topic, of course, but I think a constant like issue that influencers that I see that fall off face is that they hit off on one video and they start repeating the video and it's like the same style and it's nothing there's nothing like experimental after that just because of they hit they hit that one video off they think that they have to continuously uh make something similar to it and it's like they never go off it so that's why they typically fall off it's like then they receive the criticism oh yeah you fell off blah 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 and it's because they didn't grow but I, I think like I recently we watched the documentary. I watched uh, Paris is Burning, and there was this 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 person, Willie Ninja. He took the the ball game, like voguing and stuff. He he thought so much more of it. He wanted to take it to his name is his name of the house was Ninja, so he wanted to take it to to all parts of Asia, like uh, dive into those cultures. And it's like something something like uh, ballroom dance, uh, ballroom and voguing, whatever. Something like that is so big with culture and like art and movement and dance or, and street culture. And I think to want to take it outside of that and outside of New York City and everything, I think that was like really big. And that's why his house today is like very big and known throughout like all parts of culture, basically. So I think expansion and uh, testing things out is something like all artists should consider because it's like it could get you very far. Um, I think we were talking about rejection and I wanted to take it even to the next step because um, I'm an actor and a writer and as an actor I don't even sometimes I don't even get rejected I'm being ghosted <laughs> like most of my life basically so so it's like how do you and then kind of relate to ego how do you separate yourself from this thing that you define yourself like I'm an actor you know like this is who I am and then like you're not getting validated like that and then how do you define yourself without what you actually used to define yourself with? And then I found that like this sentence that actually my friend told me, I have a sushi later. So it's basically like I have an audition, I get nothing, and then I have a sushi later, then, which means like I have work, I have a meeting with a friend, I'm going to watch a show or whatever. So it's not my whole life, my whole day, it's not about this like one thing that is not happening. Um, and I found it to be really helpful, not giving this like weight to what I do to define who I am. Was it called a sushi later? I have a sushi later, yeah. Like you're getting sushi yeah, later? Yeah, like I have something else later. There's <laughs> <laughs> something after the rejection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also something after the booking. Right? Like even if you get the role, you yeah. do the movie and you win the Oscar, right? Then what's next? I think that's what I'm most interested in is that art is not a sushi's later, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's the most that's the most interesting thing of it all. It's like no matter if you're making good shit or you're making bad shit, hopefully the next day you're still making some more shit. Right. So 
And sushi. And sushi. All right, guys. That's it for today. Thank you.